and let's read the word of the Lord. We're going to hang out in Ephesians chapter 6, but before we get there, we've got to read Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. So I want you to read with me as loud as you can uh, so you can get the context in which we're going to preach the word today. Everybody, let's read online, you too. Let's read. Let's hear. What does it say, everybody? Therefore, of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Okay. Now, when you see that, it says it's trying to determine and tell you how you should build your life. The wise person, and the, the Bible is going to call some people a fool in a minute. The wise person lives their lives based on the principles of the word of God. That's what the rock is. If you hear the words, he says, you're building your life on the principles of truth. Everybody say truth. Two more times. Truth. Last time. Truth. Good. Here we go. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Everybody builds their house. Everybody. You do not know what you're building your house on until a storm shows up. Everybody's house is well, is well manicured. Everybody's house have the, have the, have the fine uh, 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 furnishings in there. Everybody has the nice car. In there. You're building a house, all right. But we're going to find out if your house is built on the rock or on the sand. The problem is everybody looks the same today. The problem is what you're building your house on. Are you wise or are you a fool? And we're going to tell. Because some of you in here are fools. We just don't know yet. For real, for real, for real. Some of you here are very wise in principle and living based on the truth of the word. We just don't know yet. It's not until the storm shows up. It's not until some wind starts to blow. It's not until some drama comes in your life. It's not until the Thanksgiving table this week. Next verse, next verse, next verse. Here we go, here we go. Uh, I'm going to read first and you read me. You read after me. Then the Thanksgiving table came. And you lost your job. And your ex got on your last nerve. And your 18-year-old act like they're grown. And your mother-in-law did it again. Let's read. What does it say? And then the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the... You don't determine how I feel. The Word of God does. I'm living on the principles. Next verse. Here we go. But then there's a new group. Here we go. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a who built his house on the Oh, the rain's coming. The dinner is coming this Wednesday and Thursday. Let's see what's going to happen. Flip it up. Next verse. I'm going to read. I'm going to read. I'm going to read. Then, then the kid did it again, and they crashed your car, and the teacher got on your nerves and said something about your kid, and then you got that text message, 
and then your ex said, and not your ex now, your husband or your wife said, and you said, no, you didn't. The storm came. The storm came. That's what it did, the storm. Now, the question is, are you a fool or are you wise? But you can't start building the foundation now. It should have been laid before the storm showed up. Don't try to build it real quick. Hold on. Hold on. In two days, it's coming. Get some concrete. There's a shortage of concrete. <laughs> read it with me. Come on. Come on. Read it with me. And the rain and the and the and slammed against that house and it fell and no, it could have just said and it fell. But since you've been perpetrating that long, it says, and you may be seated. Many Christians are saved, but they're not safe. Think about that for a moment. Many Christians know Jesus, but they're not safe. You know why they're not safe? Because they don't have their war clothes on. They don't even know that they're not saved. They're walking around like they're chilling, like everything's good, but you don't have the full armor of God on. And because you don't have it on, now the enemy can trip you up all day long because you're not ready. You're walking around spiritually naked, not realizing that he is dying to trip you up. Well, today we're going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about why it's so easy for us to build our houses on sand. It's easy to build a house on sand because it's quicker. You can do it much quicker. You can, you can set it up, and you don't have to care about the details. You can just put it up. Why? Because it's three things. Look in your sermon notes. You do it because, one, it's popular, two, because it's comfortable, and three, because it's conformable. That's why you build it on. Everybody else is doing it, so you're going to do it too. Everybody else is building their houses on sand, on the principles of the world, and so you decide, well, since they're doing it, I'm doing it too. Now, it's comfortable because it's easy, because you don't have to have all the detailed plans to build this house. You don't have to know the word. You don't have to memorize the word. You don't have to know the principle that's driving the decision you're going to make. That's why it's so easy for us to build our houses and our lives on sand. And then it's conformable. Everybody else is doing it. It's easy. They've already printed the mold. You just flow with your life and build your house on the side. But it's not till what the Bible is going to call in a moment, the evil day shows up, the day when the storms show up, that you realize that you made a horrific decision by not spending time with your God, knowing his word, so that you can then walk it out in the details of your life. I'm just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this one is big. I'm going to talk a little bit about the enemy, Satan, that is, and how he schemes against us. He has a customized scheme because he knows you so well. He knows what gets on your last nerve, and he plays it all day, every day, so you can doubt God and question God. The goal here, let me tell you his goal. His goal is real simple, to get you to not love the Word of God. That's what he wants. Because before he can defeat you, he has to disarm you. And the way he disarms you is by letting you not love the word of God. Because if he's convinced, the only thing that can get him is the word. Ask Jesus, Matthew chapter 4. Everything he teed up, the Lord said, it is written. 
And because it is, get, the, get away from me. That's not going to work with me. Get out of here. Why? Because God knew the word. My question for you is, do you know the word? Or have you allowed the culture to allow you to believe that the word is antiquated and you don't need it because you're so smart, you're so intellectual, you know the word that is the word. You don't know it in your heart, you just know it's in there somewhere, which is what he often does. Because all he's going to do is use, give you 90% truth and 10% error. But since it sounds like truth, you're going to believe the whole thing. And you're going to jack yourself up because of that. So he says, the reason why we do it is because it's so easy for it to happen. Because it's popular, it's comfortable, and it's conformable. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain this thing called authority in our culture. Later on in Ephesians chapter 6, you're going to read that you have rulers, you have authorities, you have people in the, in the cosmic places, and then you have individuals that are just dying. He calls them spiritual wickedness. Four levels that the enemy has that he's trying to wage war against you. What that means is uh, 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 the, 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 the cosmic realm. What does that mean? That means if you love to know your horoscope, cosmic realm. You don't even know you've let the devil in your house. Talking about, let me go, let me go say, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. I'm a, and you go all the way down the road, not even realizing that what you're saying is, God, what you have to say is not important. I'm going to go to the occult. I'm going to go to witchcraft. I'm going to go to the palm reader because I need to hear what they got to say because I can't hear from you, God. Let me help you out. You have just, in, you, you endure number three. So you are Christian talking about you know God, and you just open the door and say, Satan, come on in here. And before you know it, your whole family is dependent on the horoscope instead of the word of God. Don't, 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 don't ever say, how did my kids get all this jacked up? You introduced them to it. How did they get here? Why, why are they going to all this kind of sorcery and witchcraft and all that? Because you, look, you check your horoscope every day. That determines how you feel. You've just let Satan in and you didn't even know it. But he doesn't just use that. He also, used, he also uses the rulers and authorities in government to create uh, agendas so that you can follow his schemes and not God's. Let me show you what it looks like before 1980. Before 1980, there used to be a certain way we think. But the culture has shifted where it finds its authority and its truth from. Ladies, what I'm about to say, even if you don't get it now, just take some notes because you're going to need to come back to this very page. I guarantee you, if you deal with anybody under 40, you better get what I'm saying right now. You better take notes, copious notes, and remember, you're going to use this in the future. Come here. Before 1970, here's how we thought. The truth comes from Scripture, and then we check it with tradition, and then we check it with reason, and then we check it with experience. That's how we used to think about the Word of God. It was ultimate in our lives. This word right here, ultimate. Today? Oh, my God. Here's how they think today. They think, if, it, if I didn't experience it, it ain't true. Listen to me. If, if, if it don't make sense in my reasoning, it's not true. If it don't make sense in my tradition, it's not true. And then you go to the Scriptures last. 
Ladies, listen to me, please. This is so very important. What the enemy has masterfully done, because they want to make the Bible nullified, the truth of God's Word nullified, they have flipped the script all the way around, and now you hear people saying, well, that ain't my truth, and since it ain't my truth, it ain't true. So you've been around for like 15 years, you're talking about your truth. You don't know one, you don't know nothing about truth, but you know argue, well, that ain't my truth. So here's the argument now. Everybody on social media tell you, live your truth. Your truth is all that matters. Here's what they're trying to do. Don't miss it. Every time they say, live your truth, they're saying, don't believe in no antiquated book that want to tell you what to do. Don't do it. You live your own truth. And if it don't feel good to you, you don't do it. And if you don't like it, you don't do it. Because they believe that whatever they experience is their truth. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. You better get this because if you got kids, that's all they're going to think too. If you got teenagers, they already think like that. You got young adults, that's the way they think, which means you cannot come to them now talking about the Bible said. They're like, who believes that? Nobody believes that, so I'm not going to follow you. Now, the challenge then is what happens when they're going through their experience and the bottom falls out? Most of us see your kids or see your young adults in the well, and you shout it over there in the well. They hurting. They going through. You shout over there. Hey, here's what the mighty word of God says. You better get up out of there and follow God's word. To which they say, I hate you. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Because you are trying to use what helped you top down to reach them. But they don't think like you. They think bottom. The devil has so spun our culture. Not just them. It's the whole culture. So now they're thinking it's the bottom up. So listen now. Listen, listen. If you don't come down off of your little high horses, and if you don't join them in that hole, and if you don't come down to the well and sit in the well with them and say, let's talk about how you're feeling right now, then you will lose them for the rest of your life. They don't care about your truth, and you don't start with truth. You start with their experience. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, you can only meaningfully enter their well If you have allowed somebody in your well. See, the problem is, you don't want nobody in your well. So you, you don't, let me say that another way, because y'all misusing the word well. You don't want nobody in your mess. So since you want to keep your mess private, then ain't nobody can love you in your mess. Which means you're now not qualified because you've never experienced what it means to love somebody in their mess. Ah. But your kids need you to have somebody in your mess so you can walk in their mess. And if you only talk at them and never join them and love them in their mess, then they will forever discard you as being irrelevant to their experiences. No, here's what I didn't say. I didn't say you must abandon your truth. And join them in the mess. What I did say was you need to hold your truth, join them in the mess, walk with them in the mess, while you progressively tell them your truth. But don't tell them your truth once you lower yourself down in your mess. Because they want to make sure that you are authentically theirs when you're in their mess. But the only way to experience that is if you let somebody in your mess.
Can I get a witness, family? This is huge. Because, because what the enemy is trying to do is get rid of truth. And if we don't know how to apply truth right, then we will lose an entire generation that says they feel something. It's anti-Bible, but the people that know the Bible only want to lecture you. They don't want to walk with you. The whole ball game is about truth, ladies. I'm telling you, the entire ball game is about truth. Because here's what he says here. Here he says, listen, don't miss this. Here's what he says. He says, the way a Christian should live is the Christian should start out by living their lives based on the truth of the Word of God. The rock of your life should be the truth. So every facet of your life should have a principle from the Word of God that you're living your life by. So therefore, parents, you don't tell your kids, well, kids, since you're sleeping together, let me, since I slept together before I got married, and you need to do it. So here, go call them. Don't mess up and bring no baby in here. Because when you do that, you see, you're giving them tablets and pills and condoms and everything else. What you're saying is, I don't believe the truth. I just believe I don't want you to embarrass me. Therefore, you better take these and nobody come in here with the embarrassment. What you just did without even knowing it is you just nullified God's word and you put yourself above God. Because you put your pride on the line instead of the principles of God's word. Say it, Pastor. Anyway, so he says, every area of your life, you should have truth. Every area, every area. When I go to work, what's my truth? When I go home, what's my truth? When I'm playing sports, what's my truth? When I'm dating, what's my truth? When I'm married, what? every area of your life should have truth. So now you're standing, you're standing on the truth of God's word. But later on in Ephesians chapter 6, he says, now I'm going to give you a sword that is attached to the belt of truth. Listen to me carefully. So now he says, it's not a long sword because it was never. The word there is not logos, the, the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But the word there is the word rhema, which does not mean, which does not mean your long sword. It means hand-to-hand battle. It is a close battle that he says. Now listen. Everybody thinks it is the truth that sets you free. It is not. That's what you thought, but it's not. It is the truth you know that sets you free. It's not just the truth. Satan, have, Satan wants you to leave it in the Bible, and he wants you to say, okay, hold on, Satan. Let me go over here and see where is that? Where is this in the Word of God? I don't know where this is. No. It is the memorized truth. That you know that when he, when he spouts lies to you, you know how to counteract his lies. So he says, foundation of truth. Then he says, the sword of truth, sword of the word of God. Then he says, Psalm 119, that thy word is a lamp unto your feet. So God, where do I need to go next? I'm not listening to my girls. I'm not listening to my boys. I'm listening to and watching you guide me and shed light to where I need to step next. So every Christian should look like this. Foundation of truth, word in your hand, and a light to show you where to go next. This is how you should look. Listen, family, and most of us are ill-prepared because we didn't build a foundation of truth. We don't have and have not memorized the word of God to be able to counteract the devil in close combat. And we're not even looking for him to tell us where to go because we have already determined where we need to go. Now you have been rendered useless for the kingdom of God because you don't have no truth in you. That's the challenge we face. What is Satan after? 
He doesn't want you to memorize the word. He doesn't want you to build on the truth. And he doesn't want you to go to the word for direction. And in most cases, he has rendered most Christians useless. Sand. No word. No direction. Sand. No word. No direction. Last time. Sand. You're not building on nothing solid. No word. You haven't spent time in your word. No future because you don't know what God wants done next. Let me show you what I mean and let me show you how this relates to our sermon series. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know this. You need to know this. When you, in, when you endure number one, two, or three, this is where Satan says, I don't need to fool with you. Because all, you don't know enough truth yet for you, to, for you to be dangerous to me. So I don't need to even need to show up. None of, my, none of my crazy demons don't need to show up. Because you are so easy to be defeated because you don't have a foundation of truth. You don't have the sword of truth. And you don't have the flashlight to show you where you should go next. It's not until you start moving toward God, it's all about you, it's not about me. God, I'm going to fast. God, I'm going to worship. I'm going to do the discipline of worshiping you. God, I'm going to do the discipline of silence and just being quiet before you because it's not about what you can give me. It's, who, it's about all about who you are, and I want more of you, God. That's why God can't even have the confidence to tell the devil he can come sift you. Remember Job, y'all? The devil came and said, uh-uh, he only worshiping you. He only, got, he only got that stuff because of how much you've blessed him. If you take away the blessings, then he going to curse you, God. To which God says, hey, man, be my guest. Hey, be, be, be. Here's why God said be my guest. Because God knew he was right here. He was in door number six and door number seven. And here's what he knew. Here's what God knew. God knew that before Satan showed up, that Job had his hand open. Thank you for the kids that you give me. They're not my kids. They're your kids. They're not here for me. They're here for your glory. So if you want to take them anytime, you can take them, God, because I don't worship you because I have made my kids my God. You are my God, and they're a blessing that you have given me. But you give and you take away. So blessed be the name of the Lord. God, I have the money I got because you were good to me. So anytime you ask me for it, you can have it because it's not my money to hold on to. It's yours that you've asked me to be a steward, God. I need you to know the wife you blessed the husband you blessed, they're, they're, they're on loan to me. So if you want to take them early, you can take them early. I'm not going to be mad at you because I know they're only on loan from you. So when the devil shows up and say, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take your kids, I'm going to take your spouse, I'm going to take your car, I'm going to take your house. Job says, listen, I'm hurting, but since I didn't own it, I can still praise God because blessed be the name of the Lord. You give and you take away. You don't, you don't make me me get bent out of shape, Satan, because it's all God's anyways. I wish I had a witness in this place that know what it means. Every one of them, everything you got is a gift from God. And you better hold it with an open hand because you better, you better have God having the confidence in you that he knows why you worship him. It's not for the stuff he gives you. It's because of who he is. I'm telling you, the enemy's job is to get that stuff out of you. So here we go now. So he gives us, look in your sermon notes, and you'll see. He gives us an offensive weapon. 
He gives us a defensive weapon. He gives us all three. The defensive weapon, the preemptive weapon, and the offensive weapon. The preemptive weapon is that flashlight that he gives us. And he says, what I want you to do with that flashlight is I want you to know where you're going in the future. That's the word of God. He gives us the, the offensive weapon, which is the sword that's sharper than two, any two-edged sword. And he says, when you get into combat battles with the enemy, this is what I want to use. And then he gave you the defensive one, which is the foundation of truth that you get to stand firm in. And he says, you have them all. Therefore, 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 he says, guard this truth because it gives life and life everlasting. Now we get to the fun part. Turn your page over and let's see if we can go through some more. This is all set up for this, for this, for this deal. Now, there's some lies. Here's what the enemy, you got to remember this. The enemy can't, can't, can't hurt you physically unless God allows so here's, here's his only trap. He's going to make suggestions to you. And you're going to believe these suggestions. All the enemy does, since he can't take your authority away because God already won it, all he wants to do is make suggestions to you. And when you believe those suggestions and not the truth of the word, now he's got you and can use you against your whole family. So he's already using that. He's already lobbing darts at you already. Say, I can't, believe, I can't believe they coming. I can't believe my husband Megan ain't coming. I can't take him this Thursday. I don't want to be with them. I can't take it. I don't want them here in my house. I don't want to go to their house. I just want to have my own family. That's all I want to have. I don't want none of them around me. I can't stand none of them, and I can't take them. And so the enemy has already been loving darts at you because you can't wait for them to come. And you be like, I'm going to be on my best behavior, but let it be known. Let it be known. That our God reigns. But if they go on this topic, I don't know. And you're already being defeated. Here's why. Because he has these lies that he is showing. And you believe the lies because you don't know the truth. You don't have your war clothes on. You don't have your armor on. So you are allowing the enemy to simply lob darts at you. Come on, let me show you how it goes real quickly. Here are the lies you believe. Lie number one. You can be your own God. Lie number two. You can have it all with, ooh, ooh, with no consequences. We believe this one all the time. Oh, yeah, ain't nobody going to find out I can have it all and no consequence. Number three, nobody really understands me. Mm -mm, they don't. They only understand that they don't get me. I want somebody to get me. Lie. Next one. Why should, even, why should I even try when everyone, el ooh, when everyone else fails? Why do you want me to act righteously? When everyone else is acting backward. I'm sick and tired of me being the only one praying. Me be the only one loving Jesus. Me the only one being pure. Me be the only one tithing. Me be the only one. Ain't not, I need to Oh my God. I need to just go backward with them too. He loves the lie. Hey man. You're the only one out here. Look at all the other friends. They just show you everything now. You're the only one trying to dress modest. Look at all of them. Boo. You're the only, you're the, you're the only one trying to raise some godly kids. Just let him be. Let him be. Let him watch all the TV in the world. Let him do. Quit being the wicked little mom who don't want to, who trying to protect them and who trying to guard their hearts and minds. Everybody else doing that. Lies. Lies. And you want to believe him. Here we go. Um, we have done things that I cannot be forgiven for. It's too bad. Ain't nobody going to forgive me. God or nobody else. Here's the last one. God is punishing me for what I've done. The reason I'm going through it is because God just hates me now. He hates me because of what I've done. He's telling you a lie. He wants you to doubt God. That's what he's trying to do. Now, for the first time ever, I've never done this before. I've never seen this anywhere before. 
I'm going to show you what his tactics are. I'm going to show you Satan's playbook. I'm going to show you the top five things he used to get hold of your house and to walk up in your house. Five of them. I want you to write. You don't need it now. You don't need it now. It's okay. You're going to need these, though, and you're going to need to tell other people what they should not do. There are five of them that you must know. Because if you do, you've let the enemy in your house and you don't even know it. Number one, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. When you think, oh, it's just, that I, yeah, I just, I can't stand them. I don't care what they say. I don't want them in my house. I don't want them near me. I don't want them anywhere. I can't stand the both. I will never forgive them. Look at what the Bible says. I want you to look at all these passages because the Bible uses the devil in every last one of these five. What's the word? But one whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ. That's cool. Paul says, if, 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 if I forgive you, you should forgive me. Next verse. Next verse. Watch this. Why did I do that? So that no advantage would be taken of us by no 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 say it like you ready for war by the moment you say that I'll never forgive them you have now let the enemy in your house you've let him in your house generationally because you've said that the moment you say I'm writing them off you have said enemy you're welcome here be careful it's one of his top tactics he uses to empower you to get to your whole family. Number two. What's the second one? I'm just trying to help you. I'm teaching the word today. Number two, anger. You love punching stuff? You love punching doors? You love punching walls? You love, you love, you love, you love that? Come on, what's the word? Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. What's the word? Go to the word. Be angry and yet do not sin. And by the way, don't quote the Bible if you don't know what the Bible is saying. Because y'all love to talk about Jesus was angry, so I can be angry too. No, he was angry because people were messing with the temple. Be angry about stuff dealing with the kingdom, not about you. Quote the whole counsel. Don't just quote the little, the little two verse, be angry and sin not. Like that gives you justification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Quote the whole text, not just the piece you like. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Next, this is so important. Next, and by the way, those of you who are, who are, yeah, I don't punch no, I don't punch nothing. No, but you get so angry, you introverts, you get so angry on the inside. You done did their funeral. You have had the service. You have said ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You have seen them go six feet under, and they patched it up, and now grass is growing over the casket, and you, done, you are done with them, and you think you're so holier than thou. It's just little old me. I'm just trying to love Jesus. You done kill the person. I mean, wipe them out. You think only because the people are, no, 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 no. Actually, you're more lethal because you kill them, and they don't even know. You really are. At least, at least the brothers will be like, <laughs> at least you can see it and run away from it. But when you kill them and they don't know, they be thinking like you're their best friend. And you done assassinated them in your mind. Did the funeral invited me to do the eulogy? <laughs> you're done. Watch what the text says. Come here, come here, read this with me, 
whenever you introverts or extroverts, and do not give the one more time. No, 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 no. Do not give the last time. Do not give the an opportunity. Let me show you what it looks like. Come here. Here's what it looks like. Whenever you get angry, you say, hey, hey, devil, let's talk a little bit. Hey, devil, I want to give you a foothold into my house so that you now have a foothold so that you can call all your legions now. So then they'll say, hey, authorities, come on in here. He's calling the rest of the troops. Hey, cosmic powers, come on in here. Hey, tri uh, uh, principalities, come on in here. We got a foothold because they have led us in through anger. You, you didn't even know you were doing that. But you let legions of, of the enemy's demons into your house. All because you couldn't control your anger. Because you weren't suited up. And you didn't know the word of God. So now he has free reign in your house. Number three, come on quickly, I got to go. Number three, just put all of them up here. Uh, number three, by the way, some of you right now, I know what you're saying, right now, some of you say, well, I don't struggle with unforgiveness and I don't struggle with anger. That's not me, that's not mine. Pastor, do you have any more? I don't struggle with those. <laughs> Let me help you. Number three, all of us do this one, manipulate. All of us, you'll be like, no, no, yes, you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Screw, come here, on, on screen, come here. You manipulate. Sometimes you don't even know you're manipulating. Some of you use sex to manipulate. Close up shot, close up. Some of you use sex to manipulate. Uh -huh. I hear it, I hear it. I get a witness over here. The wind's like... They're speaking in tongues right now. Say it! You do. And you use it to manipulate to get your own way. And you don't even realize that the devil is saying, welcome to my home. Because you're being used by the enemy to create lasting division. Be careful, because if you want me to say that one more, it means you're guilty of one or the other one. I said, if you want me to say, say it, Pastor, she ain't giving me none. It's a setup. All of us got our issues. That's why you got to deal with yours and quit focusing on the other person's own. Can I get a witness, somebody? Somebody over here mad at me right now. Let me go get a witness from them. Can I get a witness? Not, not, not y'all, up top, somewhere in there. I, I sense, I just sense something up there going on. Okay, release it. It's okay. Release it. Don't give the devil a foot. Release it. Can I get a witness up there? I have time for y'all today. I have time. I got to go. I got too much to cover. I don't have to go. No, no. Here's the next one. Authority issues. Ooh. Authority issues. You don't want to honor up. Here's what Satan, ooh. I wish I could stay all day on this one. Here's what Satan does. And most people miss this. Satan was supposed to be the worship leader in heaven. And he says, no, I don't want to worship God. I want other people to worship me. So I'm going to disrespect the one to whom I should have been honoring. And I'm going to go find others to honor me. You do it all the time. That's why you despise your boss. 
You want to go start your own business so they can honor you, but you didn't honor the one above you. That's because we're about, listen, listen, listen. The enemy uses it as a way to create division in your own house. He uses it all the time. Don't expect the blessing to flow when you stopped it because you didn't want to honor up. Don't explain it. You can go start something new. Listen, listen, listen. You can start something new. But if you didn't honor up, don't expect it to happen where you get honored up. Last one. Last one. Oh, God. I could, this is another one all day. Greed. That, that's all of us in here. Just greed. And you're walking, around, you're walking around looking like you are absolutely sexy with your greed. Men and women, looking like you're just sexy with your greed. You, you, you're wearing your tithe. You're holding your tithe as a... Okay, you don't believe me, so let me get a little closer. Ain't never given to God. But you got Gucci on. Oh, I can go old school. I can go old school now. Shall a man rob a God? <laughs> you drive in your tithe. You couldn't, you couldn't pay your car payment. And so you gave, you gave your car payment to the dealership. Walking around almost so. Is that a problem? You don't even realize. When you grab it as yours. And you don't honor the one who gave it to you in the first place. You're allowing him in your house. And he loves to use it. That's why there's a whole passage that says, God, mammon, you can't worship both of them. You're choosing every week which one you're worshiping. Say it, Pastor. Why y'all don't, why y'all don't like talking about money? It's okay to talk about money. It's okay. Say it. Money. Money, 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 money. Money. All right, come on, let's go. Um, 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 so now... In the text, we're going to the armor now, right? In the text, it says this. It says this. I got to go. In the text, it says that they're fiery darts. Do not ever forget this. They're fiery darts, and I need you to know all of them. The reason you need the shield in the armor is because what he does best is throw darts at you. What are darts? Darts are thoughts that he wants to stick so that you doubt God. There are 10 of them. I'm going to expose them. I want you to know them. This is what I want you to know. Watch all 10. Come on, watch them. He says, I want you to be discouraged. So he says, you're not that good. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Why are you trying that again? That didn't work the last time. Stop trying. Enemy speaking and you're listening. Uh, darkness, that's when it gets so bad on the day. You just want to curl up in your bed. And he says, I told you you shouldn't trust God. I told you he don't have your best interest. I told you might as well you just take that pill and die. Where do you think that thought's coming from, God? You kidding me? That's darkness that looms over you. Then he goes to depression. Uh, yeah, that is when the lights are out, yeah, the blankets over your head, and you don't want to move because you just can't take it anymore. And the enemy lobs the thought and lobs it and lobs it and lobs it, and you keep believing it. You say, nobody has loved me ever. And you believe in the thought of a third-grade teacher who said you never would have made it. And you believe in the thought of a deadbeat dad that dad has, you have never even seen before. And now you're letting the enemy use his absence to drive you into depression. It's all the devil and you don't even know it. 
delays. Let me talk to all of us now. You don't get what you want, and it's waiting too long. And you're saying, God, why have I not gotten it yet? Why not the job? Why not the new opportunity? Why not? Why, God, why? Take this away from me. And he hasn't. And you'd be saying, how would a good God make this happen? Love. Why? If God says he's so good and he loves you so much, love it in your life. And we're believing it over and over and over again. Then he goes to doubt. You want to, would, would a good God do that? Why is he holding out on you? Then you go to dead ends. God, I thought this was you. Why is it not working out? Why is the door not opening up, God? How could you do this to me? Boop. The devil lobbing it. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. I told you. Boop. Don't trust him. You can do better all by yourself. Don't trust him. Who said this Bible thing is real anyway? Don't trust him. Who, why would you ever believe? Ain't nobody else doing it. Lobbing it. And you're receiving it in your brain and in your heart. And you don't even know it because you don't have the truth to get rid of it. Because you don't know the word to get rid of it. Now you start questioning Almighty God who still gives you another breath to breathe. Now he goes on and he says, despair and difficulties. You go through difficult times. The bottom drops out. You're wondering, how could it be this way? And you don't even realize it's just the devil. If you do this, they'll, they'll, they'll walk away from him. They'll not go to church anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I'd much rather stay in home than to go in a building because I'm, see, I'm really not scared of corona no more. I just love the convenience that I get to stay home. If it keeps you away from the body, and before you know it, you're going to start watching it on screen. And before you know it, you're going to say, well, let's not go today. Let's go golfing. And then you go say, oh, well, let's take the kids to the park. Well, you don't need Jesus today. You don't need, and you don't even realize over time, it's now a habit of yours. And the habit cannot be broken because you love it so much because you're so convenient. Oh, I'm teaching now. Oh, I am teaching now. Somebody just got mad, but it's not me. Don't blame me. Blame the word of God convicting you of the truth. Say it! Say it! Anyways, come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's almost time. Y'all, y'all tripping, but say it. Let's go. Um, let's go to the armor. Come on, quickly. Let's get to the armor, and then let's see if we can land this plane. Let's get to the armor. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Next verse, come on. And then he says, put on the, say it with me, full armor of God. Why? So that you'll be able to stand. He says it three times, stand firm. What does he say, stand firm? One, because you're facing an enemy that you cannot fight with human tactics. It's in the heavenlies. Everything that happens here is preceded by something that happens up here. Your problem is not your in-laws. Your problem is not anybody that you don't like. That's not your problem. Your problem is the enemy is creating one for you. He knows you well, and he knows exactly what he needs to do to get to you. The battle is not physical. It is spiritual. So he says, you can't fight it. You can't fight it. Your boss is not the problem. Your wife is not the problem. Your husband's not the problem. Your kids are not the problem. Your coworkers are not the problem. Everybody ain't the problem. The problem is the enemy is trying to wage war against you. So you don't trust God. Quit fighting the person in front of you. Quit it in the name of Jesus. I declare it over your life. It is the enemy that is trying to wage war to get you to doubt God. Quit it in the name of Jesus. Release the person so that you can thrive in all God has called you to do and be. 
Come on, let's go. So then he says, then he says, then he says, the, the first reason is because you have an enemy. The second reason, is, this is important. The second reason is because he says, um, I want you to stand firm. Because the battle has already been won. You're not trying to gain new territory. You're trying to, you're trying to maintain what God has already given to you. God says you're not fighting for battle, you're, fighting, you're not fighting for victory, you're fighting from victory. In light of that, you must just stand firm. Say twice, stand firm. Last time, stand firm. That's your job. Stand firm. He has won the victory. You don't have to, you don't have to charge the devil. You're, you're, you're an unwise person. You can't charge the devil. When God came and sent the first Adam fail, the second Adam, which is Jesus, came bodily form, fully man, died, gave Satan a blow he will never recover from. So now your job is to stand firm and say, Satan, you can tell me all about my past. Let me tell you about where you're going in the future. And you tell him what's happening. But you got to know word to do that. You got to know word to do that. So then he says, number three, there's an evil day coming. Third reason why you need to put on the full armor of God. There's an evil day coming. What's the evil day? When the enemy calls your number just like he did Job. And the bottom falls out. And you're sick of all of life. God says, that's when you're going to know what your house was built on. Sand or word. That's what he says. So now, what did he say? He says, first of all, put on, put on the belt of truth. He says, you got it. Why? You see how truth is important? Don't miss this. Truth. Truth is attached. You have the belt, which is truth. It's attached to the knife, the sword, and it's attached to the, breast, the breastplate. Truth is everything. It's attached there. That's why you have to know the Word of God. That's why you have to study the Word of God. That's why your kids must be in a water to memorize the Word of God so that they know it from this age because it's too hard for you to memorize the whole text now. So you get them in there early on the Wednesday nights to know the Word of God. Listen, after you do that, listen, after you do that, then he says, you go from the, from the, from the, from the truth, then he says, I want you to put up the breastplate of righteousness. Why? Because that affects your heart. And he doesn't want your heart to be infected with garbage. You would not drink water that comes from the, from the sky onto your roof, through your gutters, all the way down to the spot. You pick up the glass and you drink it. You would not do it. Then why do you allow junk into your spiritual life? You won't allow it in your physical life, but you do in your spiritual life. That's why we got to stop it. Then he says from there, next one, let's pick it up now. He has the three, by the way, the three that he gives you first. He says, those I want you to wear all the time. Then he says, the next three, I want you to pick them up as needed. Just like the baseball player who wears their uniform, but then when they need to go back, they pick up the back. When they need to go in the outfield, they pick up the glove, same thing. First three, you wear all the time. Next three, you pick it up as needed. Let's see, go. Here we go. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Good about verse number 14. Here we go. Here we go. Stand firm, girded with your loins of truth, breastplate of righteousness. Next one. Then he says, and having to try to feed up the gospel. Ooh, I could spend all day, but let's keep going. Next one. Third one, here we go. In addition, take up the shield of faith. Pastor Matt, come up here. Let me show them. Take up the shield of faith. Everybody say, shield of faith. Say that with me. Here's what he says. All those darts, he's going to throw them at you. All those darts. The darts of discouragement, doubt, darkness, dead ends, depression, despair, delay, and difficult. All of them, he's going to lob them up there. And you have the shield of faith to block them so that they don't take root in your mind. His job is, your job, this is why you have to put this on every day, is to use the shield of faith to block him when he, when he loves those lies toward you. Come on out here, Ian. So then he says, what, step up, Pastor Matt. Then what he says is, hey, 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 don't you ever leave home without this. Because those lies come every single day. That's why you need your shield of faith. You're going to trust God even when you don't know what it's going to look like. 
You're going to trust God even when it looks real bad. You're going to trust him. Listen, where's Ian at? Ian, come on up. And then he says now, he says, he says, please note, turn around. The only part in this old armor that's not protected is your back. So now you have Ian, and Ian is trying to shut off too all the darts. But, his, but Matt's back is vulnerable. God's allowed that for a reason. And the reason he's allowed is because he's supposed to live in community. So that the enemy has nowhere to go because your brother has your back. So your job it is to protect each other. That's why Christian community is so important. So now when Ian gets mad and walks away and says, I can't stand Pastor Matt, now what you have just done? Made himself vulnerable and made Pastor Matt vulnerable. So now both of them are vulnerable because they don't like community anymore. He's attacking your life group because somebody got mad and walked away. And all of a sudden, no, the whole group is vulnerable. Because there's nobody to protect. Everybody come on out. No, the rest of y'all coming out. Turn around, face this way. And so God says, that's why this thing, the whole book of Ephesians is about the local church, by the way. So he says, that's why this thing called the church is so important. Because everybody should have all their shields. And they should be ready to fight this battle. And they should be ready to, to say to the devil, get that discouragement away. Get that doubt away. Get it all away. But every now and again, he calls the church to take up formation against what the enemy is trying to do. So come on, fellas, take up formation now. They call this the turtle formation. So that when the enemy comes and he's trying to figure out how he's going to get a hold of you. And he's lobbing darts because the body is unified. Listen to me. The body is unified. He can't get in because the church is protected by the by the shield of faith. I wish we had churches today that would say, as for me and my church, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord together. And, and we're going to see what the enemy is trying to do. And instead of running, we're going to stay and protect each other as we fight the good fight based on the truth of the word of God. Can I get a witness, somebody? Come on, tell these men. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, fellas. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Give them, give them an applause some more. Thank you, fellas. Good job. And then he says, how do you put it on? How do you put all of this on? Look at the last verse. He says every single day, he tells us, you put it on by prayer. Bring up, bring up that last verse. Say this with me. With all. Come on, everybody. With all. Last time. With all. And petition. Pray at all times. In the spirit. What is he saying? The way you put on the whole armor of God, God's given you the armor, but he can't put it on for you. You have to put it on yourself. And the way you put on that armor is by going to your knees and every morning saying, God, will you prepare me, please, with the gospel shoes so that I will walk in peace? Will you prepare me, please, with the truth of your word so I will hold together this entire suit with the truth of your word? Will you prepare me, please, with the breastplate of righteousness? Will you prepare me, please, with the helmet of salvation? Listen to me. The, all the enemy needs to do is get to your head. Because whoever controls the head controls the whole body. That's why you have to put on the helmet of salvation. That's why it's so important. The way you put it on is by prayer. Father, will you help this church? One community church. Will you help us, God? Please. To put our full armor on every single day. How do we do it, God? By going to prayer and simply asking you to help us put on 
every single piece of the full armor of God. I pray for everybody, every person under the sound of my voice. Will you help us all put the armor on every day so that we will be careful to know your truth, to build our lives on truth, to memorize the word so we can defeat the enemy in the, in the close battles that he comes with against us. Will you, will you encourage and prepare every heart, online and in person, to do just that? Put on the full armor of God. And then three times he says, stand firm, stand firm, stand firm against the schemes, the strategies of the evil one. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, will you put your hands together for God, everybody?